Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Association NBA podcast, where we are past the trade deadline, and that means that we're going to talk about the trade deadline because it happened. So, I'm Sam Ruth here, and Tommy Wood has joined me on this lovely Sunday evening. Tommy, how's your weekend been? It's been pretty good, man. I uh, got dinner with my dad last night. That that was pretty nice. Uh, did just did some cooking. Had a relaxing day today. How was your weekend? It was good. Um, we had an appointment to go try cakes for our wedding. Uh, it ended up getting canceled, but we still got to have a lovely day and a half with my my future in laws. We had fajitas last night. Um, Today we went and saw the venue we got married at. They're in the process of building it, so uh, that was awesome. that was cool. Yeah, that was that was great. Nice man. Um, watched the Oscars a bit. Brad Pitt won Best Supporting Actor. I saw that. I'm happy for him. Yeah, go figure. First ever Oscar. Sometimes you just don't yeah. realize, like, well, de- people, yeah, yeah, well deserved. Well deserved. But people are talented and they get cast in roles that aren't considered Oscar worthy. But yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I, I and I thought he, uh, I thought he was awesome in that movie too. That movie that, was great. That's that's probably my favorite movie of the year. He felt like the star of that movie to me. Yeah, he really was. It's just like because he was playing the like buddy, he gets to be the supporting actor. But like, I feel like the movie was focused primarily on him. You know, it was. Yeah. So it's weird how that like works. How it's like, no, yeah, of course he's supporting. Either way, uh, let's talk about basketball. It, uh, <laughs> we're a couple days removed from the trade deadline. We're not like quite into the full swing of buyout season yet, but there are some buyouts that, that, uh, we'll need to get to because it affects how, at least for me, I've like ranked some teams. Uh, but, but, but to make a long story short, we're going to talk about trades, right? So do you want to explain, um, how you offered and I accepted for us to talk about the trade deadline? Go ahead, do that. Yeah, so we're gonna each going to be picking our three winners and three losers after the trade deadline. Uh, so let's start with you, Sam. Give me give me a winner. Absolutely. Um, this is, I don't think, the most interesting one, but it's the first one I wrote down. And also, uh, since I had that awkward tangent a moment ago about buyouts, it's nice for me to go here now because it's relevant. I think the Bucks were actually a winner. Because they didn't have to do anything, but they ended up with uh, that dude from Charlotte, Marvin Williams, right? Is that his name? Um, yeah. Who gives okay. them like basically the exact kind of depth they need. He's a little big. Like uh, It would have been better if he was like a full-on wing and not quite like – he's kind of a stretch four. But um, all they had to do was just sit back and wait and say, like, we're super confident in our team. Uh, we think we can win an NBA championship with this exact roster. But, hey, if Charlotte's going to cut this guy loose, like, yeah, we'll – for the high, crippling price of waving Dragon Bender, we'll take this guy in. So, was waving Dragon Bender a mistake? Yes. <laughs> Is it possibly worthwhile to get uh, this guy who can give them 10, 15 valuable minutes a game, instant offense off the bench, or, or floor spacing off the bench? Yes. So, in that way, I think the Bucks are a winner. I think the Celtics still regret drafting Jalen Brown ahead of Dragon Bender. I know I do. <laughs> but I, I really like that you said that because I actually had Milwaukee as one of my three losers after the oh, trade deadline. Oh, wow, okay. All right. <laughs> How come? So I, don't, I think everything you said is right. Like, I love the Marvin Williams addition. I think he's going to help them. I think if they want to close games with Giannis at center, he could – close games at the four just because he's such, you know, he could really, in, in a lot of ways, he can give them kind of what Miritich was supposed to give them last year. You know, he's been a much more reliable three point shooter throughout his career. Um, and he can, he's a multi tool defender. Um, that's great. Um, I just don't know. I, he's going to help the bucks, but he's not going to help them in the way that I think they're going to need help the most in the playoffs. And that's, someone other than Giannis to create shots. And that's what I wanted them to get at the deadline. Uh, and and that's what they didn't get. You know, I think the fact that they had that first-round pick from Indiana that they'd gotten that they just didn't use to try to improve their team, I mean, that pick, 
I think is really the chances that they get more value out of that pick by using it to draft a guy than they do than they would have if they had traded it for uh, someone who could help them right now. I think are, is pretty low, um, and I mean I don't know to the the degree to which a guy like Bogdan Bogdanovich in Sacramento was gettable, but he would have been exactly what they needed, and I still I still worry that when they get deep into the playoffs, they're just not going to have enough shot creation. Uh, if they, you know, if they go up against a team like uh, the, the Lakers or the Clippers in the finals or uh, Philly or Toronto or Boston in the playoffs, um, I think those guys all, you know, none of those teams are going to be able to stop Giannis, obviously, but I think all of those teams will be able to slow down Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe in a way that just doesn't happen in the regular season. So I really wish they would have made more of a splashy move than getting a guy on the bio market who is definitely going to help them. But I don't know. I, I think even, even though no one else in the East really met, went all in, uh, it, it's still, it, it still feels to me like Milwaukee left something on the table. I get that. Um, it definitely, you know, I mean, even as I declared them a winner, I was like, look, this wasn't the hole that we talked about last week, like that they should fill, but they still got, they got better, um, and, and didn't hamstring themselves with some like dishing out the pick cupboard or you know taking on some contract they're gonna regret a couple years from now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I hear you, and we'll we'll just have to see. I mean, last year we saw exactly the stuff you're talking about become the reason they didn't make the finals. Um, because Giannis couldn't do it by himself. Middleton disappeared, and Bledsoe was in yeah. the show. So it could easily happen again. And uh, it seems like the Bucks have talked themselves into that not happening um, and, you know, think that they're just a year older, a year wiser. And I mean, Giannis is better than he was last yeah. year. He's legitimately on his way to becoming a unanimous MVP. Um, but Bledsoe is still the same hot and cold guy. This is like the third or fourth pod in a row we've talked about that. Like, the guy is just not consistent. And Middleton kind of is what he is. Um, yeah. So we'll see about that. But um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, I'm not sure how gettable he ultimately was because um, it seemed like a lot of teams were willing to give Sacramento a lot of stuff. And I think Vladdy maybe just like – seems like one of those deals where his name came up. And, of course, there's reports that, like, teams are making calls. But – Never seemed like there was any imminent deal, and maybe the Kings just see him as part of their long-term plan, especially since Buddy got benched. Like, yeah. So he's not. It's not necessarily like Buddy and De'Aaron anymore. Maybe it's Fox, Bogdanovich, and uh, whatever that center is they screwed up taking over Luca. <laughs> yeah, Bagley. Um, that one. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean too. Maybe if if uh, you know again, Gal- like if Gallinari was available for like taking back Dion waiters in return, uh, you know, which is what would have happened if Miami had gotten him. I mean, that makes me think that Miami might've, or Milwaukee might've had a chance too. I mean, that they, they probably could have gotten in on that. I mean, I think they could have put something together that was more attractive than, than Dion waiters. Yeah. So that really like surprised me and, I wasn't sure what to make of it, and I actually left Miami off my list entirely because I'm really middle of the road on what ended up happening for them. Um, but the the whole – I did see that eventually the Gallo stuff got held up because they couldn't figure out a contract extension. Yeah, I think he did not – they wanted to extend him the way they did it with Dalla with like a one-year plus team option, and he didn't want an extension at all. He wants to be a free agent this year. I mean, I get that. The guy's performing and he's healthy. Um, yeah, this this is probably going to be his last, his best chance at a big contract. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't blame him at all. Maybe it's just because he's also not from here, but he strikes me as a Nick Batum, going to sign that big deal, and he's immediately not going to be worth it. I don't know. I think I think he's better than Batum. He's he yeah. I don't know if Batum has ever better been as shooter. good as, as Gallo. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, yeah, he'll be able to hit jumpers till he's fifty. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, the Celtics barely hung on to beat the Thunder this afternoon, and Gallo uh, definitely was doing work out there. Um, yeah, he's clutch, too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, the underrated thing about him that, like, Denver fans know, uh, 
you know, that, that we saw for years. Like, he, uh, he's not afraid to take big shots. So, I, I think, I mean, I, I, I think OKC was smart to hang on to him. I mean, he's, shit, they might, they're only a half game. They're, no, they're actually in the sixth seed now by yeah. half a game as of now. So, yeah, why not? It's, why not July? Yeah, why not go for it? Yeah, I, I think, you know, maybe you make some noise, get into the next round. It's just yeah, success. Um, all right, well, we knocked off one of my winners and one of your losers at the same time. Yes. But uh, I guess go ahead. Let's hear someone from, from your list of winners. Uh, so my my winner, I guess my biggest, I didn't really rank them, but the team who would be my biggest winner was Minnesota. Nice. I, they're on my because winners, they did. too. Yeah. They did. They did just so many things, and you know, I think in the end, none of this might matter, and I, I still don't know if it's going to be enough to make them a contender with Towns or to satisfy satisfy Towns before his contract is up. But they, you know, they were operating under some really bad, like horrible constraints, and what they were able to do with what they had available was pretty astounding. I mean, to get off of not just Andrew Wiggins, but also Gorgie Jang's contract and to take in two uh, young players in Beasley and Hernan Gomez, who both started for them in their most recent game where they blew out the Clippers. Uh, like that's, you know, that, that shows you like how kind of how moribund they were and, you know, the quality of the guys they got back from Denver. Um, and then to get, uh, to get, D'Angelo Russell on top of that, who's, you know, an all-star level player who not only does he have a, does he fit really well with your superstar offensively, they're also like best friends. So I think pretty much everything about what they did at the trade deadline to me was a success. Yeah, man, for sure. And, and, um, to like up the drama, the fact that they almost, it seemed like that trade broke down, uh, a day or so yeah. before the deadline, and then all of a sudden it just happened. Like, you had texted me. I was at work running in, like, a million meetings, and I was like, wait, what? And then I looked, and I was like, oh, shit, they actually got him. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. It's It was, I think it was the biggest move in terms of, like, talent changing and, like, a team's really, like, future. Uh, yeah. Like, the outlook it just is looking so much better for Minnesota. Yeah, and just think, think about how much happier Towns is going to be now that, He's got a high, like, he still has, you know, he has a high usage offensive teammate now, but it's a guy who can create efficient shots for Towns and for himself, you know? And, like, just the, the fact of, like, Wiggins' usage going to D'Angelo Russell is going to it's gonna make Towns happier, it's going to make this offense better. Um, and then getting Beasley on top of that, um, you know, I, I, had, I had Denver as one of my losers because... Um, I, I really don't think they – I think they made a huge mistake by making this trade from with Malik Beasley. Um, I think he's really going to help – you know, Minnesota pretty much has to hang on to him at this point, but I think he's really going to help them. Um, I think he's kind of proven, you know, through limited opportunity that he is. It's like a starter-level wing, and I think he fits really well with what this team has shown it wants to be. Yeah, it's it's definitely odd for Denver, who's top two in the West right now, to they got worse. They got worse. They got got rid of some guys who like have had success there before. Um, yeah, they got back Gerald Green, and, and I guess and Jordan McClaw or uh, or Jordan, uh, Jordan McRae. I think yeah. the most interesting piece is probably Kate Noah Vonley, Bates Diop, um, who's very young, but like he still could become something. Yeah, Noah Vonley but, is kind of yeah. And they got that, they got Houston's first rounder, they got but a first rounder. it's it's going to be a late first round pick in a really shitty draft. Um, yeah, I mean, for for from Denver's perspective, I think, you know, like they they just didn't have to. I, I'm fine with trading Wancho because he wasn't he wasn't in the rotation, but they yeah. didn't have to make this decision on Beasley now. Um, and the thing is, he's good enough that he would have helped them for the rest of the season. I, I, I just think there's no reason for them to not keep him for the rest of the season and let him help you in the playoffs like he did last year. Because now, for Denver to make a deep playoff run, 
Gary Harris is going to have to perform. And Gary Harris has been unhealthy and ineffective for the last two years now. Um, so Beasley, when Harris was got, was out last year and was, when Harris struggled in the playoffs, Beasley stepped in. Um, so at the very least, you know, Denver got worse in that sense that Beasley is not going to be around to help them if Harris gets hurt or if Harris is ineffective. Um, and then just from, from kind of like the perspective of, of getting the most out of him as an asset, you know, this deal still would have been there if you'd kept his restricted rights and, you know, made like ended up losing him in a sign and trade, you know, maybe there, maybe even like a better deal would have been out there in a sign and trade. Um, and then just looking at like how few teams are going to have cap space and how all the teams that will have space are, are shitty. I mean, like may, maybe he doesn't get a better offer than like the three years, 30 million extension that Denver offered him at the beginning of this season. And then in that case, you just match it and, and you keep him. And then you have the luxury of, of uh, getting off of Gary Harris's salary with someone ready to step in. So I, I think if you had just waited as Denver, you would have had so many more options with how this situation to played out in your favor instead of just kind of dumping him for like a pick with almost no value. You are like, cause I, I just, I just, I mean, none of these guys who they traded for are going to help them in the playoffs and Malik Beasley would have. Damn. I, mean, that, that's, that's, that's where I fall on it. I mean, Noel Vonley, Jordan McRae, Katie Bates, Diop, um, are any of those guys proven playoff performers? I don't, I don't think that the difference between wherever you guys end up this year in a championship ring was Malik Beasley. You know, I don't, I don't think it's a championship, but I mean, like I said, if Gary Harris goes down again, like, like he's been in a, in and out of the lineup all season, who's your, who's your two, you you know, I mean, they, uh, you know, the reason they've been able to weather so many injuries the past few years, even injuries in the playoffs is, is because they've had the luxury of this depth and they just kind of sacrifice that for nothing who's the uh you got he played way more minutes last year you have some some he's kind of like a combo guard yeah what's what's his name the guy who played a bunch last year my internet's not working. oh i can't pull up uh monty monty morris yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, he yeah he's just the new gary harris it's fine yeah no i mean and he he can play alongside uh jamal um jamal but he doesn't have the athleticism and and you know beasley was you know, six four. Harris is, uh, yeah. or Morris is pretty. Yeah, Morris can't really guard uh, twos the way Beasley can. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, I mean, I, but, I yeah, no, I think, I, but I think he's so, and I think he's going to be great for Minnesota. I really do. I think people are going to see. I mean, he had a double double in his first game. You know, twenty three points, ten assists, uh, seven of thirteen from three. I mean, he's not going to be that every night probably, but I think he's really going to help them. I mean, I don't, I like. It's kind of hard to see them breaking into the top, I don't know, the top six in the West, just given how good it is and how, how deep the West is. But, I mean, I think, at least offensively going forward, they're going to have a real identity. And that's not something they had when they had Andrew Wiggins. So, between Beasley and, and Russell, um, you know, we'll see. Like, I think I think Hernan Gomez is a little bit more disposable, but um, again, we'll see if like if he actually makes an impact in their rotation, then maybe they'll keep him too. But uh, like Gerson Rosas is kind of a wizard, man. Like I, I I'd really like getting off of Wiggins and Jang, uh, and really not having to give up, you know, any assets to do it. I mean, they 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 gave up what one first round pick in the in the Wiggins deal? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, like A+. plus. It is definitely astounding that uh, you get off of Wiggins' contract just with one first-round pick, regardless of your return. Like, that alone is a win. But then yeah, you get back a guy that your star player <laughs> would love to play with. You get back a better player. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. We, we've talked about 
We, we've talked so many times about like what they would have to give up to unload that contract. Yeah. And we've, you know, it it's up there as one of the most untradeable contracts in NBA in the NBA, and and he got rid of it for a single pick. It's, we it's, we have discussed it in the same utterances yeah. as like the Chris Paul, Russell Westbrooks of the world. But uh, yeah, but here we are. Might be like you have to give me Towns for me to take on yeah. Wiggins, you know? Like oh God, how much did Towns <laughs> hate that he gets traded when he gets traded with Wiggins? Um, so my one last thing I wanted to talk about on this is so now Wiggins is on the Warriors. Um, I mean, it yeah, make, we didn't even talk about their aspect. It, it, may, it makes sense <laughs> that he fits better with everyone healthy uh, than Russell, because like you, you wouldn't really want to play three guard lineups with Russell. Curry and and Clay, but you could totally see a lot of lineups with Wiggins playing the swing, playing the three next to those guys. Um, he, he, I can't help but keep going back to he's the spiritual successor to Harrison Barnes. You know, <laughs> like they got rid of Harrison yeah. Barnes and they the were the number one overall recruit recruit out of high school. Yeah, <laughs> they replaced yeah. him with Kevin Durant, and it was like, okay, this is different. That's not Harrison Barnes. That's Kevin Durant. But then yeah. Durant leaves. And now the new honorary Harrison Barnes is Andrew Wiggins. Because he's going to do everything Barnes did. He costs a lot more money. Well, yeah. The, I mean, the thing is, though, like, remember, like, during their 2015 title run, you know, in, in that just nasty second round series they had with, with Memphis, Harrison Barnes was guarding Zebo. Was you he? Know? I not <laughs> yeah. That. Oh, that was yeah. the only series yeah. they almost lost. You, yeah, Yeah, you... You put Andrew Wiggins on Prime Zebo. Honestly, I would just for the humor of it, but from a basketball move, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's I don't know. Harrison Barnes at least will you know will fight on defense and, and can and can guard multiple positions. You know, Wiggins is just, his anything he gives you on defense is purely theoretical at this point. I mean, maybe the Warriors can can bring it out. I mean, but. I mean, if Wiggins, like, wilted playing with Jimmy Butler, what's it going to be like when he's playing with Draymond Green? I like to think that... St- I mean, like, Steph, Steph and Clay are really easygoing guys. guys. I feel like they I feel like they will try to make him feel welcome. I think Draymond probably will... will probably give him a chance at first, too, but I can't imagine him being very patient with, with Wiggins' bullshit. I'm pretty confident that Steph probably texted Clay. And he was like, yo, we just traded D'Angelo for Wiggins. And Clay probably texted back, LOL. <laughs> Only time they've talked about it. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting move for Golden State. I would love to see it work out. I would love to see yeah. Steve Kerr mold Andrew Wiggins into the player we thought he was when he went first overall. Um that would honestly be a bummer I, I for the Warriors to be that good again, so I hope it's not quite that good, but I would love to see them make Andrew Wiggins into a useful NBA player, and I, I think they could, but I'm not sure. I think I'm a little closer yeah. to the pessimism you just expressed. Um, it's a, it'd be it's going to take a lot. He's going to have to change a lot, but there's going to be a lot of talent around him on a much better culture, um, and there will be a role there if he's willing to take it and change his game accordingly. Yeah, I mean... It, with him, it's not, you know, obviously, like, the shot selection and the usage have to go down. So- shot selection has to improve. I think, you know, those will happen just by virtue of the system he's going to play in. Um, you know, especially when, when Steph and Clay are healthy. Um, but, you know, he just has to learn to, you know, just apply his athleticism in, in you know, in ways that let him, like, physically dominate people. Because he's never really... You know he's he's had this insane athleticism, but he just doesn't play with, with like force, and toughness. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if he can do that, you know, and and it, if he can, really like improve as a like as a cutter and a slasher, and as a guy who can just, you know, get to the rim and like like, you know, catch a pass, get to the rim and a couple dribbles and and dunk on someone. Um, and then hit an open three when necessary, and at least try on defense. He can do that. Like you know, I I, I think the 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 beauty of him going to a team like Golden State, and the reason I think it could work, is that he doesn't have to be the Maple Jordan. 
You know, he doesn't have to run pick and roll all the time. He doesn't have to take long twos. You know, there are other people on the team who are hot, who are above him in the hierarchy and who will do those things. And he just has to fit in around them. I mean, I don't know. Like, admit, you know, maybe his feel for the game is so bad and his b-ball IQ is so low that, like, he won't be able to do that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he's, he's playing with for such a smart coach and for with such smart teammates – I like you know, Draymond and Steph and Clay. I mean, I think there's a much higher chance of him making it work here in here in Golden State than there would be in most other places. I think that's the key. Um, there's a higher chance of him succeeding here than there was in Minnesota moving forward. Yeah. I, I think, you know, to bring up the Maple Jordan thing, like maybe that's a huge reason why he's been such a low-efficiency, high-volume player for so long, because he went first overall, and he was like, well, shit, I'm supposed to be the Canadian Michael Jordan. That means I'm going to get a shoot. Then he won Rookie of the Year, you know, just kind of by default. Yeah. And, yeah. But maybe his natural, like, playing in the NBA is to be more deferential, and that's exactly the situation he's going to. And who's to say he's not going to love it? He seems like kind of a quiet dude. I mean... Yeah, he does always seem kind of passive. Yeah. I mean, so if if he can fit in as, like, the third option, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and you know, in, in Minnesota, like, Towns isn't, like, a dominant personality either. So it's, like, it's not like he was there to tell Wiggins to, like, stop taking my shots, you know? And, like, he, he wasn't taking over the way he should have as the best player. So... Uh, the, the leadership is definitely going to be better. Like he's never like I mean, he had one year with Kevin Garnett, and and one year with a, a pissed off Jimmy Butler. Or I, guess, I guess like a year and a quarter. I mean, other than that, there's really been no, um, like he really hasn't played with like great veterans who can kind of show him like he's never played with a veteran to like to mentor him just show him how to play show him how to fit in on like in a winning culture because he's never he's he's had very few teammates who have ever experienced a winning culture just think he's gonna he's gonna go to his first warriors practice and he's gonna just like they're gonna swing it around the perimeter and he's gonna get it and he's gonna have the chance to take a contested three and he's gonna keep swinging it and someone's gonna hit an open three and everyone's gonna be like that good pass andrew and he's going to be like, what? You guys are light years ahead. Steph's going to find him on a backdoor cut. And he's going to be like, hey, way to keep your head up. Way to keep moving. He's going to be like, what? You got- Usually I just do that for fun. Nobody usually finds me. There's Ricky left. Like, so, you know, this guy's about yeah. to enter a whole new world. Yeah. Um, but, okay, that's, that's a lot of Timberwolves talk. I'm glad we did it. I've been rooting for the Timberwolves for years because my brother lives there, and I always tell him they're going to be good, and they're never good. Good thing he didn't take my advice and get season tickets three years ago. I was like, dude, <laughs> trust me this time. This <laughs> towns. Oh, wow. No. Um, yeah, no. I would like to uh, go to my first loser. Okay. Um, it's the Detroit Pistons. Interesting. Uh, I don't really understand. That's, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> that's why I didn't. I didn't have them anywhere, and it's just. I don't. I don't get it. I would like to read for you a tweet from Kevin O'Connor. It says, "Pistons will receive Brandon Knight, John Henson, and a second round pick from the Cavaliers for Andre Drummond." Per sources. You honestly, besides Andre Drummond, you could have told me all of those other things were already on the Pistons. And I would have been like, oh, yeah, Brandon Knight's playing 12 minutes a game for, he's, he's, you know, it's him and D-Rose. They're the bench mob. Like, I knew Brandon Knight and John Henson were, like, somewhere in the Midwest. I wasn't sure exactly where. Like, I knew they were in the central time zone, but uh, now I know yeah. they're in the Motor City. Um, yeah. You know, honestly, when I I got the notification – uh, on my phone, it just said, like, Pistons trading Andre Drummond to Cleveland. I was like, I, I was sure that Kevin Love was the return. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that, I was like, that that's a very Pistons move, you know? Just, like, going <laughs> all in for, like, a, a, yeah, a, a early 30s power forward <laughs> yeah. who's 
to pair like with your semi-washed, other, your yeah. other semi-washed thirties power <laughs> and just pay them like three hundred million dollars. I, I wish yeah. they did that, dude. Yeah, that would have at least been like more interesting. Yeah. This was just purely cynical. I mean, th- this was all. This was a fear-based trade. This was this was the Pistons saying, "We do not want you to opt in." to your $28 million player option and be on our team yep. for that amount of money next year. That's literally what it was. They were like, we're yeah. going to take back basically nothing just to guarantee you don't, you don't play for the Pistons next year. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're still paying Josh Smith. Are they? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, Probably. I think they are. Yeah. But, I... um, <laughs> so for the Cavs, it's... I mean, they suck. Like they're not even trying to win games. But it, uh, yeah. who I think it was on the uh, Low and Windhorse podcast, where it's like, you know what? Like it gives those two guard, their two like developing guards, uh, what Bat Basley, Basley, however you say his name, and Sexton, like a good pick and roll yeah. partner for the second half of the season. Or no, it's 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 uh, Darius Garland. Garland. Darius Basley's in uh, in OKC. Excuse me. Yep, you're right. Yeah, Basley's the kid who who did the. Uh, internship with Reebok or something, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Get my Darius's mixed up. Anyway, <laughs> it gives those guys a, a decent pick and roll partner and uh you know, if you really like him, you get the inside track to give him an extension if you want your nuclear cuz like the dude's only like like late 20s or really he's 20, like 26. 26. He's 26. Yeah. yeah. He's not old. So it's not like uh, if you think that I'm and he's still, like, like he's like one thing. of the best rebounders in NBA history. He's, yeah, he, he's not a scrub. Yeah. I mean he he and and you know I I feel like he's become I I don't want to say underrated but uh, and again he's definitely not worth worth the contract he has but I mean, he is a guy who has worked hard throughout his career and he's made like incremental improvements as a defender he's made big shooter. improvements as a free throw shooter yeah. and and as a passer I mean he's he's not. Like, you know, he, he, he works hard. I, I think at least, like, now now the Cavs at least have, like, well, you know, but ju- judging by the tweets he, uh, he sent out right after the, tr- the trade, he was not happy about it. But I still think he's going to work hard and be, like, a positive force in that locker room the way Kevin Love has. Yeah. Um, he's at least going to be, like, the first adult in the room you know, for a lot of these young guys. So I think, like, I, I can see why Cleveland did it from that perspective and just the way he plays on offense, the way he can get up and crush lobs on the pick and roll. It's going to make life easier for their two young guards. Um, but it's just weird, especially with the news that they're not buying out Tristan Thompson. Uh, you want to talk, he's not on my list, but you want to talk about a loser. Just that guy. Yeah. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, you lost your starting job. On the worst team in the league. Thanks for that contract, LeBron. Appreciate <laughs> you helping me get locked in, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the other reason that the Pistons are on my list, it's basically like 1A, 1B, like they're equally important to me, is uh, they had a great chance to sell high on Derrick Rose. Oh, you're right. That's another and like, what, great point. What's the point of keeping, like, I guess it makes you slightly more watchable. Like, go get a first-round pick for that guy. You could do it right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, the freaking... Did you see the report that they wanted a lottery pick? No. That that was the that was their asking price. So there you go. It's just like... It's like uh, the Wizards asking for two first-rounders for yeah. Davis Bertans. Um, t- I'm sounding like an idiot right now. Who is the guy in Memphis that they refused to trade a couple years ago? Because they wanted too much for Tyreek. Yes, Tyreek Evans. It was idiotic. Uh, it's just like yeah. Wow, my my my, my girlfriend just just heard what I said about Tristan Thompson losing his starting job on the worst team in the league, and she hand wrote me a note that uh, asks, "How does one suck that much ass?" I don't even know how he did it. <laughs> I mean, I I I try to avoid <laughs> the, watching. The thing is, ass. he doesn't like he's he doesn't. There's a reason people wanted him to be bought out. Yeah, because people people would would have signed him. It's just that's why it's that's why he's a loser <laughs> <laughs> of the trade Tell deadline. Chloe Kardashian, Let's see how that sits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's married to a Kardashian. Babe, Are they married? So 
That's that's or, where I've heard the name. Yeah. He, he, at least he was at one point, and he impregnated her. There so was a baby mama. He's cursed. That's yeah. why he. That's <laughs> how he sucked that much yeah. Sorry, that's, that people thought he broke why. the Kardashian curse when he won a title in twenty with in twenty sixteen, but no, he, he just kicked in a little. He's late. just he's just paying the price yeah. later. Um, <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at with the Pistons. Um, on my list, I. So I actually had the Cavs as a winner, technically, because they got a free look at Andre Drummond for absolutely nothing. But, like, I, I rescind that. Cause but it's but it's not free because it might cost them $28 million dollars next million year. Dollars, and they're going to suck next year. And, um, <laughs> and they're still going to have Kevin Love. I yeah, mean, like... They couldn't even the, get on. They, 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 they won't. I mean, they have to trade him this offseason, right? Like, yeah. And that's... Yeah, for me, just the fact that they didn't get him out of there with how toxic he's been... You know, just it's it's one thing to do what Andre Iguodala did, which is to kind of come to some sort of arrangement that you're not going to play and, and that they're going to trade you. And obviously, it didn't sit well with with the guys in the locker room. Yeah. But he wasn't there, being a pain in their ass every single day. With Kevin Love just showing up, not giving effort in games, like throwing like throwing little bitch fits on the court when they're they're not passing him the ball, getting three-second violations on purpose, throwing shitty passes on purpose. And, like, God only knows what he was, what he's been like in practice. I mean, just keep that guy. Just be like, hey, yeah, I, I know, like, you hate this. You hate playing with these guys. They hate playing with you. You've been, like, demonstrable about that. Uh, but, yeah, we're just going to keep keep the status quo. Like, I don't I don't understand that line of thinking. Uh, <laughs> You know, I like. I think it would have been, you know, I mean, if you want to talk about like a contract worth giving up assets to get off of, like Kevin Love, that I feel like that should have been a priority for Kobe Altman. It's just like you, you know that that he's like, like I'm not saying Kevin Love is an asshole, and I don't, I don't blame him for wanting wanting to get out of Cleveland because it must suck, you know, for him like at his age, with you know still being able to produce to just be, like, trapped on this shit-ass team. But, you know, he also put himself in that position when he signed an extension with them. Um, so, I don't know. You know, he needs to, like, he, he just, he needs to find a new home. And, like, that should, that should have been what... <laughs> it's like... <laughs> he needs to find a new home. <laughs> Fido's been a bad boy. We're gonna <laughs> send him to Look, live on tried. the farm. We tried with him. We <laughs> yeah. tried to give him a good home. We gotta, we gotta take him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the thing is, like, he can still score. Um, yeah, he still has his feel for the game. His, his great passing. He can still rip boards. Like. He just doesn't really want to, and, and like you said, like yeah, really I know. So <laughs> trade him. I don't know. I don't, at this point, like it. Yeah, I would have loved to see. I don't know. Like, what if Milwaukee could have like gotten its like gotten its way to Kevin Love? Like trade like like Brooke Lopez and like I don't know Bledsoe don't or know, something. Dude, Lopez is so perfect for what they do. Yeah, I don't know. It would maybe that would have that that would have been weird, but. I don't know. That, I yeah, mean, that's it, like, where it's just hard. Like, it's like, all right, so where does he go? Like, does he go to Denver? Like, yeah. You know, like, what? Like, did you trade uh, Millsap no. for Kevin Love? Like, what do you do? Did the Celtics yeah, yeah, finally take him? Like, we got a good thing going. We don't want to. Yeah, I mean, wrench in something Portland was the obvious one yeah. because I think if he was in the mellow spot right now with how well Lillard's playing, that like he he would make a real positive impact there. Um, they could have done Whiteside for Love, dude. I would have loved that. Yeah. I mean, the problem is they don't have they don't have another center. Like if if it's not if Portland. not for Whiteside, it's like Nurkic is not back yet. Nurkic isn't back. He's not practicing right. But he's not on the floor it, yet. but even even when he comes back, he, you know he's not going to be at a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's yeah. That that would make things Gordon hard. Jang and Kevin Love and. No. I, I, yeah, I you're was, right. It's like I I say I you know this this is probably. This is probably why Kobe Allman wasn't able to trade him, yeah. but it still sucks. It still sucks for Cleveland. Um, it sucks for Kevin Love. It probably probably sucks for Colin Sexton too because he's got this guy just getting pissed every time he doesn't pass him the ball. 
Colin Sexton does not seem like a fun uh, guy to play basketball with. I gotta, I gotta throw that. No. Out. Um, yeah, I, I would not want to be on his team either. That. Yeah, like he definitely, he definitely fails like the Bill Simmons. Like, would this, would you want this guy in your pickup team? That was the last Nets pick from the KG trade, Colin Sexton. Yeah. Um, All right, what's left on on your list? I've got, like, some kind of random shit, but uh, let's hear what's going on on your end. Um, I've got Houston as a winner. Okay. Yeah, they got Covington. Yeah, I think, you know, like, it remains to be seen if they get another center on the buyout market. Yeah. Man, I wish like they could just they they could sweep swipe in and or slide in and steal a Marvin Williams out from under the Bucks. Um, probably won't happen. Dude could just but, go uh, through threes. I mean, what? yeah, I mean, think he would be like perfect in Houston. Um, but yeah, I think I think there might be something to the way they're leaning into this style, um, and. You know, the way I watched their game where they beat the Lakers, uh, you know, in Covington's first game there, and it worked. And they on, they were only out-rebounded by one board, wow. you know, against this, the, by this, yeah, by this just absolutely massive Lakers team. Yeah. Um, JaVale, and, AD, and yeah. Yeah, JaVale, AD, LeBron, uh, you know, they, they really made it work and so you know and there'll be some nights where the threes don't fall and they'll lose but that's that was already the case for Houston so they just added another plus shooter another plus defender um and you know as like it's it Russell Westbrook's difficulties shooting the three this year have been pretty well documented and uh now a four is just gonna be so much better space when he's the only non-shooter it's gonna make every his life easier it's gonna make Harden's life easier Eric Gordon's life um, yeah, and I mean, you know, P.J. Tucker may be undersized, but, but he can bang with anybody, and he can rebound with anybody. So I, I think those, you know, concerns about that might be overblown, and they still might be able to get, you know, I, I think if Thompson were to be bought out, uh, he would be, be another guy who, yeah. who would be great for them. Um, he could, you know, close games if necessary, uh, start games if necessary, um, but, you know, they would be, he'd be on a minimum contract, so they wouldn't be obligated to, to, to play him the way they, you know, they were playing Capella. Um, so yeah, I, I really like what they did. And I think uh, it's just, it's just fun to see them do something that, that no, no team has ever done before. It is interesting. I mean, they have been unlike any other team in the NBA for almost the entire time Harden has been there, but especially as D'Antoni's molded it in, in the image of what he sees best for this roster the last couple of years, it, it's been completely different. Um, and it, this already feels like it was inevitable if there was going to be a way for the Russ Harden thing to work. Like, it it, it seems obvious now. Like, of course they got to yeah. do something crazy like this. Cause, uh, yeah, God, Russ so was crazy. so good in that Lakers game, too. Was he? I'm not, I'm not oh surprised, my God. dude. Like, yeah. I, I said last time we talked last week, like, I enjoyed yeah, I think watching had, them play the match. I think he had 41. Damn. And he, he had on, I think, I think he was 17 for 27 from the field. And he, only, and he only took two threes. He was just getting to the rim time and time again, and his mid-ranger was wet. Dude, it, it opens um, up because Harden, you know, they, he has to be the focal point. And Russ is still yeah. explosive and willing to just take it to the rack and find those holes. And it, it makes them so much more dangerous in transition. And uh, it, it makes sense why they don't need a center. Um, yeah, I watched I watched uh, someone on Reddit on RNBA had broken down uh, – They'd taken that game, and then they'd taken a game from earlier this season with Capella in the lineup and just showed basically all the times defense sends two guys at Harden, which is all the time, and just how much better their offense flowed, you know, with, like, five shooters on the floor versus with Capella on the floor. And it was, yeah, it was pretty breathtaking. I mean, because now anytime Harden gets doubled, anyone who he passes it to is either going to be able to to shoot three or – uh, make a play off the bounce. Yeah, or, or drive and kick to a guy who can then shoot the three. Or yeah. who is Russell Westbrook and will go dunk on someone's face. Like, yeah, it's yeah. good options. Um, all right, there's a few more I want to keep moving through. Um, I think the one, we've kind of talked around this, but the one other big trade was Iguodala. Um, 
For, yeah, I, I had Miami as a winner okay. too. I know you said you didn't rank them, but uh, yeah, but as I, we talked, I already was like ready to call them a winner. I think it's a good move, but I want to hear why you did decide off the bat to make them a winner. Yeah, for me, it's it's not so much that like they, they I don't even know. I, they didn't make themselves as good as Milwaukee, obviously, and I don't think I don't even think they kind of separated themselves from that you know, Boston, Toronto, Indiana, Philly pack, uh, you know, in the second tier of the East. But this is probably the best chance they have of doing that. And they really gave up nothing that was going to help them this year, right? Like Winslow, I love Winslow. I've always loved Winslow. Um, I think he's a really nice player. And I like that, that Memphis took a flyer on him. But he's only played 11 games this year and he was not uh, the chances of him getting healthy, getting in shape to help them down the stretch, I think were pretty low. And then waiters and Johnson were, were giving them nothing. Um, so to be able to get off of those guys with the only like serious, uh, you know, serious asset you give up is someone who wasn't going to help you anyway. You can get back two guys who, you know, maybe, maybe even three, because who knows, who knows, um, you know, Solomon Hill had a little bit of a renaissance this year in, in Memphis. So who knows what he'll be able to give them, but Crowder and Iguodala, I think are really going to be able to help them, um, down the stretch. I mean, you know, Crowder hasn't been hitting his threes this year. Uh, so that might be an issue, but he's going to fight on defense. And, you know, I thought Iguodala has been you know, the past two years in the playoffs, I thought, I thought, I thought he's been as good as ever, you know, I, I, and what, what he gives them in the regular season, you know, it probably won't be much and it probably won't matter because, um, and the fact that, I mean, this guy's 36 years old, he's made five, he's played in five straight finals. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, look at, look at how, how much having, you know, and, you know, like some time off to rest helped LeBron James this season. I think Iguodala is going to come back refreshed. Um, and I think he's going to be a huge positive for them and he's going to give them kind of more or less what, what justice Winslow did, right? He's going to be a, a ball handling point forward who guards multiple positions, um, and who is kind of an inconsistent shooter. Um, the, the difference is Iguodala is like a, a basketball genius, you know? So I, uh, I, yeah, I, I really like it. Um, I think he's going to be able to fit in and they didn't give up. They didn't give up hero or Robinson, you know, they didn't, they're, they're not sacrificing spacing. They they didn't give up Kendrick Nunn. Um, none of these guys who are actually helping them, uh, you know, none, they weren't in they weren't in the deal. So it, I think it worked out as well as it could have. And they're they they did all this while still saving cap space for the years that Giannis is going to be a free agent. So you know, Pat Riley's a genius. It's it's crazy. It- it feels like almost like yearly you look at Miami and you're like, what the hell could they do now? They're, they're stuck. They're screwed. And yeah, they, had they pivoted out of all of those shitty contracts they signed me, to mediocre players to, and now now they have this. It's brilliant. The only guy left is Kelly Olenek. <laughs> Kelly the belly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was that was a compelling overview of like why that all it all worked so well for Miami. Um I guess the reason I wasn't ready to just, like, plop them into winners is um, Iguodala, like, I just want to see. I just want to make sure he still, like, plays good basketball and, like, they're going to give him a bunch of minutes. I want to make sure that he can fit in with a different culture than he's played in the last five years and play a different kind of basketball and and all that. Um, And the dude hasn't played all year, but he's been healthy. So it's different than, like, being hurt and rehabbing something. Like, he's been in the gym. Yeah. Exactly. I think he's been recuperating. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he'll fit in, like, like culture-wise, personality-wise, I think he'll fit in really well with Miami. He's a leader. Like, he's a good dude. The re- you know, yeah, the reason, he, the reason he sat out this whole time is because he wanted to play for a serious contender. And, like, Miami is a serious team. Yep. Um, you know, and all the, all the crazy shit that they do about keeping their players in, in peak condition and how, like, how they make their players take care of their bodies. You know, he's been doing that for his entire career. Um, like, so I think he's going to buy into that or I, like, I don't know if he will have to buy in because he's, he's already been doing it. And yeah, like they're, um, they're like a, you know, a competitive team. They, they, they know what matters, you know, they, they've been in the same position, you know, these players haven't, but Spolstra and, and Pat Riley, 
have been in the same position that Iguodala was just in for the past five years, right? Like they, they know what matters yeah. and, and they're focused on one thing and one thing only, you know, like Pat Riley didn't have to throw five rings on the table. You know, he just had to throw a little extra cash in there. Yeah, the, the contract was the other thing that gave me pause because it, it's, again, just without knowing what Iguodala looks like right now as an NBA player, like you just guaranteed yeah. that you're going to throw $15 million at him next year, and there's an option after that as well. Um, but, it, but yeah. again, I mean, I think everything you're saying points is right and points to him adding value right now and next season and beyond. Um, he is somebody who's always taken his career and his body very seriously. Fits in the culture. You can see how his, his playing style is going to fit in great next to Bam and Jimmy and, and all the young guys you mentioned too. And another win for Miami is they didn't give any of those guys up. And I think the the fact that they have none and Hero and Robinson means that even if neither Iguodala or Jay Crowder uh, like find their stroke, like that's not that doesn't mean they can't still contribute because they can still play in lineups with those three guys. Um, on the other side of the wing who will continue spacing the floor. Because all three of them have shown they can consistently score, and Robinson has turned into one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Um, yeah. And I, and I, guess I feel he, like Crowder was on, almost. Dude, he always is. And then he always and he I, provides like, value yeah. wherever he goes. Yeah. Utah loved him. You know, Cleveland, it didn't work out. But, of course, Boston loved him, and he was a throw-in in the Rondo trade. Yeah. And now I, I, yeah, what he's a total Miami Heat player. One one of my good buddies is is a Mavericks fan, and he was he he was just crushed that they didn't package uh, Courtney Lee's expiring and some draft picks to get to get Crowder from from Memphis. And I mean, they'd be getting him. He back. wanted that. He wanted that so badly. Yeah, to Memphis, get him back. Right? Yeah, I, I when he when he told me about about how bummed he was, I I gave him shit about trading him for Rajon Rondo. <laughs> they gave up Crowder, Powell, and uh, a first. No, uh, it was Brandon Wright. Oh, Brandon Wright. Not Dwight Powell. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Um, wow. I've been telling myself <laughs> that was Dwight Powell for a long time. It was Brandon Wright. Man, yeah. I just got confused. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> it wasn't Dwight Powell. I had this whole like image in my head. Like, every time I saw Dwight Powell play, I was like, I remember when he was in the Celtics. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's never, never. <laughs> right. Wow. Um, so, so the other thing for me is I was thinking about Memphis and Miami. The last thing with Miami was I, I think going to get Gallo. We already talked about this earlier, but like really would have put them over the top and, and made it clear they're yeah. the second best team in the East outside of Milwaukee. Um, yeah, but, but whatever, they're still really good. Um, and it totally makes sense. Gallo wants to go out on the market. Um, and it makes sense why you don't do that deal without having that extension. And then the other last thing about Miami for real this time is being able to actually get off of uh, Waiters and Johnson and, and make it as part of a deal that you're getting value back. Like, that's crazy because those guys were both, like, net negative. Deion Waiters literally, like, famously – used drugs on the team plane like you know like yeah like it's legal it's not really a drug anymore the way that i mean memphis has already waived him yeah yeah but like the fact that they took him on as part of that and james johnson moved again he's like on another team now yeah he's on he's on minnesota now he was the gorky jang yeah yeah they traded him straight up for gorky jang fucking weird man but but it's just yeah it's cool miami could get off those strange happenings yeah strange indeed um I had actually, and I knew when I wrote it down, like, I'm probably not going to stick to this. I'm probably not even going to say this, but here I am. I had written Memphis in as my fourth unofficial winner because they got Justice Winslow, and he could be a huge, just new look, new guy. You know, he's had a hard time staying healthy, but now he doesn't have to, like, get shoehorned into this, like, point-something position because obviously he'll be playing with Ja. He can just play the wing where I think he's more naturally a fit. Um, yeah, he's a guy who I think could totally use a, a clean slate. And I like it too. Yeah. yeah, I think like if he, if like he is your like in your power forward rotation with Brandon Clark, looking good. I'd be happy with that. You know, Brandon Wright. Yeah, Brent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Dwight. Powell. Yeah. Um, and I also uh, continuing off the get rid of guys when it's time to get rid of them. The fact that Memphis did trade Iguodala. It would have been really stupid if they if they weren't able to make some. Oh kind my of god! Um, yeah. So that's that's it for all my my winners. Did you get through all your winners? Yeah, I I, I only have one loser left. Okay, who is it? And that's it. Okay. Well, I have two, yeah. so maybe I should go with one, and then you go. 
And then I'll yeah, go. let's hit um, it. My next loser is the Lakers. Oh, that was my last okay. one too. I had yeah. a feeling. I cool. shouldn't have said this. I should have said my other one. Um, well, in, I wrote in parentheses, in all caps, Darren Collison's not walking through that door. Literally. Because he's, nah, he's He's, he's going to stay retired. He's, he's staying retired. And so now what? Do they sign Isaiah Thomas again? Do they get Tyler Johnson, who just got bought out? Like, well, this says so LeBron can, can snub him in another celebration. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he can not, yeah, give Isaiah Thomas a hug. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just think, yeah, man, the fact that they didn't get Derrick Rose, uh, and I mean, I, you know, the, and, and that they didn't get, I mean, I, I don't, it would have been hard for them to get Marcus Morris, or... Yeah, Marcus Morris. Um, but the fact that he went to the Clippers instead of the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers, you know, the Clippers can use him for sure, and he's he's way way better yeah. than than Mo Harkless. And my God, like he like just as an offensive player, the way he's been shooting the three ball the past few years, um, you know, having putting him into that spot over Harkless is going to be huge. Um, he's going to help the Clippers, but the Lakers needed him more than the Clippers yep. did. He's a, he's a luxury for the Clippers, but but now, you know, if you'd put him on the Lakers, he would have been able to guard one of Kawhi or Paul George. And now, you know, you're pretty much forcing LeBron and AD to guard those guys or or you know, maybe Danny Green or Kuzma. It's going to be hard. Um so I I think from that perspective and and also just, you know, Rose what probably was more gettable for them and uh, you know, they, they just, they, they can't keep relying on Rajon Rondo the way they have been. Cause he has not been very effective. Um, Rose would really help them. Um, and they did, they just didn't, they didn't do anything and th- there wasn't much they could have done. So like for me, me having them in the loser column was more about, it's almost like the culmination of what they, of what happened in the off season, you know, the way they just traded, they, everything in the cupboard for Anthony Davis yeah. and, and they didn't hold on to that. They, they, they just couldn't Cats negotiate base. well enough to yeah. hold on to one of those guys, you know, one of those other young guys to use as like trade bait, um, you know, at some point in this season. Uh, yeah. And then using the cap space on someone like Rondo instead of just signing Rose in the off season when they could have done that, yeah. you know, like, so that's, that's frustrating. What, what was it for you that, that that made you put them as a loser. It was ba- it was basically that just that this this roster as it's currently constructed is is not as as dangerous as the Clippers and they need to be looking at the Clippers who are the biggest yeah. threat to them in the West or look at the Bucks as one of the biggest threats to them in the NBA and be like how can we make ourselves more dangerous to these teams because uh, there's there's some holes it's not a complete roster right now but. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, sometimes talent trumps everything, and, and I, I still think they'll be in the finals. Um, I Yeah, I would still pick them to win the title, yeah. you know? I, I, I still do think that's where it's going to end up. But, you know, just now, now just for the fact that if the Lakers and the Clippers play each other in the playoffs, now you don't have to have Paul Paul George or Kawhi guard LeBron. Yeah. You know, whereas... But, 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 yeah, exactly. Whereas before they got... Uh, before they got Morris, one of those guys was going to have to guard LeBron, and that meant he would have just been, you know, he would have been taking it out of them on, on the uh, defensive end, and, and they would just be less effective on offense because guarding LeBron is just a really, you know, tiring job. So now they brought in a guy who can take that burden from time to time and, uh, you know, give them, uh, give them production on the offensive end. So I think... Yeah, I I think that was a, a really good get for the Clippers, and uh, again, it, it it might not end up mattering, and I would still pick the Lakers to win the title, but still, it kind of it kind of hurts, you know. These marginal moves can can add up to something big. I mean, look, man, can you blame the Pistons after that blockbuster John Henson deal, <laughs> wanting to like sit back and look at what they've got and see? what this roster looks like as currently constructed. (laughs) The game done changed. (laughs) Uh, I I think I'm the only person to ever call it the John Henson deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like we, uh, 
we really got to see what what it looks like when when Luke Kennard has a usage rate of forty. Dude, I still feel bad. Last year, I ripped into Luke Kennard. He's not bad. I, no, he's I not. Caught him but, on the wrong night. He like did yeah. five stupid things in crunch time. He looked like he couldn't even dribble, but he can dribble and he can shoot. And he's, yeah, but he's never going to be Donovan Mitchell. No. You know. But did Donovan Mitchell go to Duke? Yeah, that's right. No, he was too. He was too cool for that. That's right. He's not. Yeah, he's not part of the brotherhood. <laughs> Holy shit, Debo! All right. Um, uh, who's your Who's your last loser? Uh, I don't even want. I, I picked the Sixers. I don't know. I got nervous. I, I I couldn't think of anybody else. Yeah. No, I I yeah I see it. They they didn't do anything drastic. They really could have used some shuffling. Last year they got yeah. Tobias Harris, you know? This year they could have, I mean, they don't have to go do that, but, like, they could have used something because this team is not playing great right now. Yeah. I think I think Burks might actually give them some of what they need. Yeah. If he keeps playing the, what, the, like, the, the way he's playing in Golden State, he's really going to help because he will be that shot creator, shooter, ball handler that they've just been missing all season. Um, and the thing is, like, sometimes – you know he's de- he's definitely an irrational confidence guy, um, which I mean, to- like Tobias Harris isn't that. You know, it's like sometimes you know it's bad when a guy is an irrational confidence guy, but if no one on your team has that confidence, um, or at least none of your ball handlers have that confidence, you know, because Embiid definitely does, but Simmons doesn't, Harris doesn't, you know, Horford doesn't. Uh, you know, Burks might be able to give them some of that. Totally. Yeah, so, but, so they didn't do it. But you're right. Like, they, yeah. But yeah, there's not nothing, but you're right. They didn't, yeah. They, they didn't do something that could really um, make a difference. But I still what I still can't quit them, man. I still think that, like, once the playoffs start and shit slows down, uh, if if Embiid is healthy, they're still going to bulldoze teams. Yeah. And like, I, and defensively, I, just, I still don't see how you can score on this team in the playoffs. So... Um, I have two more very important roster evaluations I need from you. Yes. Team LeBron mm-hmm. and Team Giannis. Uh, to be honest, dude, I didn't even look at the fucking all-star rosters. I, uh, all-star game is yeah, such stupid. a um, waste of time. They, I think they changed the like how it was going to be formatted or something, and I like saw it once, and then no one ever talked about it again. And ever since then, I've been wondering if I dreamt it or if they actually changed it. I think they. Uh, you don't even know. See? I don't know. Like, I think they changed yeah, the. I have format. no idea. It's be like there's a winner of every quarter or something. Oh yeah, yeah. That that did happen. That definitely happened. Done. So okay, of course, of course, LeBron picked AD. I I bet LeBron was pissed that Giannis was the other captain, because otherwise he, he totally would have picked yeah. Giannis first and then started started using that to recruit yeah, him. Of course. Um, <laughs> the. Oh, he picked Jokic. I like that. That's okay. Dude, I, LeBron's team is built. That, yeah, that makes a lot of team sense. LeBron I can see why so why LeBron would honest. appreciate someone someone like Jokic. Yeah, a good pass. That, that Oh yeah, that makes me happy. I I hope like Jokic hits him for like some filthy backdoor dunk. Uh yeah. Okay. Oh it's yeah, Team Giannis. Team Giannis sucks. Well, well, Team Giannis has all the has like all the East yeah. guys on it. So it's <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, is, is like yeah. Like LeBron constructed a roster. Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Harden, yeah. and Doncic. Just the, just like the starters are so much. Plus Ben Simmons, Yo, and Jokic, plus Lillard, Paul, and Westbrook. Yeah, dude, when he got Lillard, yeah. I was like, oh fuck, game over. Yeah, Team Giannis just has all the all the East. And he had These to guys. pick Middleton first because he's his teammate at, at the <laughs> reserves. How much does that suck, dude? He yeah, got stuck with Trey Young. It's like fuck. Yeah. Well, I guess on like the broadcast, he refused to take Harden. Barkley was like, Why "Oh yeah, he said, Harden? yeah, he's, he's like, he won't pass." He said he uh, he said he wants someone who's yeah. gonna pass. So don't yeah. take Trey Young because well, he also has a huge usage rate. Yeah, Trey Young. Tra- <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, whatever. All Star Weekend, but um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch the game anyway. So, it, <laughs> whatever. I usually, uh, I usually try to watch a dunk contest, but the last year or so, I I kind of like don't. Cares I watched the dunk contest and the three point shootout. Those are the only activities that, yeah. I, I'm not the skills competition is kind of, is entertaining. Like it's been more fun since they started putting big guys in it. Oh yeah, dude. The year, uh, who was it? Did like Draymond? Tr- 
I think Draymond I won someone. one year. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. Did I, you ever see when but, uh, Kevin Hart and Draymond had a three-point shootout and Kevin Hart won? Oh, it was God. at the All-Star game. And he wasn't supposed to win, and he won. We don't need Kevin Hart like thinking anymore that he could actually play in the NBA. It was like the first to three, and Hart got to three before Draymond did. And like they didn't know what to do because the whole thing was that Draymond was going to beat him. Anyway. I, man, Kevin Hart in the NBA, it would be like like his that little rabbit he plays in The Secret Life of Pets. Oh, it great might movie. as well be that. And yeah, oh yeah, classic. Zootopia, but, another good but, one. Yeah, Kevin Hart, he's basically a rabbit amongst NBA players. And, yeah, that's right, – the fact that we're talking about Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is – Yeah, the, th- the four-time celebrity all-star game MVP, Kevin Hart. I'll, I'll put the respect on his name. But yeah, Somebody had to. I wasn't going to. Yeah. All right, man. We're uh, we're talking about Kevin Hart. Yeah, it's time to, it's time to wrap it up. It's like, <laughs> good pod, though. Good, good trade deadline pod. Um Thanks everybody for for giving us a listen. We'll be we'll be back soon. Enjoy the All Star Game if you so choose, um, but enjoy February either way. Uh, Tommy, any last words for the people out there? Just thanks for listening, guys. Yes, thank you as always. We will be back soon for the Association NBA Podcast and Tommy Wood. I am Sam Ruth here saying good.